0: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Memento on the Main Line. We're your hosts. I'm Dr. Joanna Hollerin.
1: And I'm Dr. Elon Green. We're here to talk about all things health, wellness, fitness, performance, and overall well being. Hope you enjoy the show. registered dietitian based in Delaware County, Pennsylvania. In her practice, joy of nutrition. She provides customized advice and nutritional counseling to a diverse range of individuals with varying needs, including weight management, diabetes, and pre-diabetes clients struggling with disordered eating women's health and GI health. The thing that makes her unique in her approach is her background and experience in education before becoming a registered dietitian. She taught kindergarten, high school, and preschool after some time. Her love of teaching, cooking, and talking about food led her on the path to Immaculata University, where she received her degree and her RD credentialing. Now, she's able to use her love of teaching, her in-depth knowledge of medical nutrition therapy, and her creative desire to come up with innovative, delicious recipes to help others create healthy, the healthiest lifestyles they can. Outside of her practice, she's an active member of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics in the Pennsylvania Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. She also works with the Pennsylvania Chapter of the American Academy of Pediatrics, presenting to doctors, nurses, and medical staff on the evaluation, treatment, and prevention of pediatric obesity in our communities. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Joy Sidhargis.
2: Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time, on. Saturday morning everyone yes we're recording, this. we're recording this on our weekends I'm not
1: sure extra credit counts after school but this this should count for something That's-
2: I agree <laughs> this is extra credit <laughs>
1: um, so just to, to give some people I know we just read through the intro but uh, to give some people some background on um, how you kind of got to where you are um, we mentioned in the intro you worked in education for some time before deciding to um, make a switch to working in dietetics what, what was the yeah. thing that kind of inspired you to to pursue this career
2: you know, I was a teacher. I taught high school Spanish. I taught kindergarten mostly for most of that time, um, kindergarten Spanish, and I loved teaching, but just something hit me one day and I really wanted to go back to graduate school and I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, do I get a, you know, MBA? Like, what, what am I going back for? And I just started searching around. And I always love talking about food and teaching people about food and teaching in general. So I, you know, I just kind of did some research and one thing led to the next. And it kind of led me down this, down this path of, of nutrition and how you can basically use your education degree in nutrition, because you have had, you know, counseling classes, you've had all sorts of different classes, you've had education classes, obviously, all different kinds of things. And I just started going for it. And, you know, I did some research called the University of Immaculata, called them, asked them a few questions, one thing led to the next. And And I just got into their program and it just felt right. Um, and I still use, even to this day, after being in my private practice now for six years, plus I even still use, you know, things that I've learned from my teaching degree because I'm talking to people, I'm teaching them on the daily.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one thing to have knowledge about a subject, but it's another thing to be able to convey that in a way that somebody can understand and then be able to adapt themselves. And so, yeah, I find I mean, kind of in the same thing as, as what we do. It's like, being able to take a complex subject break it down and help somebody understand it makes makes that process so much easier right um so i mean you, you have a pretty extensive background helping a lot of different people um in a lot of varying settings too not just private practice but you know also inpatient outpatient you mm-hmm. know there's usually a lot of uh like clinical rotations and dietetics programs oh, but, yeah. but right now um what what types of clients are you working with most often like what what kind of things are they coming to you so- for help with
2: so I do see all different ages, all different you know races, religions, genders, all that kind of thing. But the, I would say the the big snapshot of my clients is probably around thirty five to fifty five, generally speaking. Maybe need some weight management, whether it's weight loss or weight gain. Maybe they've had some um, lab work that's come back a little bit off. They're pre diabetic or almost pre diabetic, and diabetes runs in their family, or um, their cholesterol's off, or it could be something you know even even deeper than that, things with their thyroid. Um, most of my clients are right around that age range, though. But I do see kids, I do see teens, and I do see older folks too, which I feel like is something that that a lot of people don't. So that kind of sets me apart. Um, I'm not scared of kids, obviously. I was a teacher, I'm not scared of teenagers, even though they can be a little gnarly. But I I can communicate very well with them, and moms and dads are, you know, they're pretty happy. So so yeah, the the main the main part of my practice is that 35 to 55 age men and women. Um, but I do see people, you know. Out and about, all different, all different ages. So
0: that's great. Yeah, I feel that you don't really hear a lot um, of people that are working with children and like pediatric weight gain or you know just management, and that is that is becoming quite an issue within the country. So that's very, that's yeah. very cool. And that you know, have to have that. That
2: and background. a lot of teenagers, you know, they're on TikTok, they're on Instagram. They're on social media and they want to take all these supplements and they want to do all of these diets. And luckily, the ones that come to me have really good parents. And the parents are like, hold on, hold on. Before we do anything crazy and spend a thousand dollars on this supplement, let's talk to somebody. And then we just dig through it, you know, and figure out what they really need and what they don't need and what they've heard and, you know, what is going to work for them. So I think that the 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 TikTok world is great for certain things, but for teenagers, it can be really tricky.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. It's so influential on them. And I, I can't imagine how that is impacting their like day-to-day decisions, especially at school and, you know, in the lunchroom even, and that's just a whole realm that I am so glad that I am a little bit beyond myself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And also probably the the role of like habits and uh, eating habits, nutritional habits within a family can, can have a Mm -hmm. significant impact on the kids as well. Right.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, mom and dad are the providers of the food or, or the nanny or grandmom, whoever shopping and the kids have to make the choice of what to eat. You know, so, so a lot of times I am thinking right now of a certain pod of kids that I have that's I, for some reason it's my, my practice I find is very cyclical where I'll have certain type of clients. Like the past two weeks, I've had all these people that are iron deficient and clients that I've had for years coming back. Oh, I'm iron deficient. I'm iron deficient. Fine. We help them. No big deal. But but then I have these teenagers who come and I'm like, we need to make a grocery list of what you want. So that way, like, it's not just the little bites and the Oreos and, you know, this and that, and these things that mom keeps thinking you like, but you're sick of eating, you know, and really, are they giving you that much nutrition? You know, how we can pair them up and make them better for you. So, so yeah, absolutely. Cause the kids don't, you know, if you're 13, you're not driving, so you can't just go to the giant and get food yourself.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a much more difficult process. Well, and so in that regard, and I don't, know- um, we kind of mentioned it before we started recording and everything, but, um, you know, they're the main meals where like, usually people are pretty good about picking good options for like breakfast, lunch, dinner, but then there's all the in-between time. And right. I know that all that in-between time adds up when you're talking about like what people are bringing for snacks, what's easiest versus preparing for right. it. That's something that I know you work a lot with any, any particular, uh, advice on being able to kind of implement better kind of habits with, with a lot of the snack foods?
2: Absolutely. So, so I'm very much under the mindset that no food is off the table. You know, if you're at a birthday party, I expect you're going to eat a piece of cake, but you're not taking half of the cake home with you. You know, it's, you're celebrating the moment you're in the moment. You're not feeling guilty. It's just food. You know, food is just not giving us guilt. We're moving on. You eat your cake and you move on. Um, so I do something with my clients called snobby snacking, which is just something that I developed. It's just kind of cute to say it's kind of fun. And people are like, Oh, what does that mean? You know, (laughs) brie and, and, and like, you know, smoked salmon and all this other stuff. And I'm like, no, it just means you're taking something basic. Like, for example, I'm thinking of basic snacks that are in my house, pretzels, goldfish, um, something along those lines. It's a carbohydrate. Cause I feel like most folks think of snacks as chips um, fruit, which is fine, mm-hmm. pretzels, cookies. That's what they think of snack food. They don't always go to the proteins and fats of hey, a leftover piece of chicken or some cottage cheese or a cheese stick or a hard-boiled egg. They're always in that quick because carbs are fast. Carbs are very easy to grab. They're the first thing you see when you walk into a convenience store. You know, you see all the chips and the and the soft pretzels and all that kind of stuff. Um, but what I tell them is those things are not off limits. You just need to make the carbohydrate work for you. So you're taking a basic snack, let's just say, um, I don't know, goldfish, cause it's easy. <clears throat> you're taking a basic snack and you're pairing it with something else. So the carbohydrate is giving us a blood sugar raise. We're getting a raise in blood sugar, giving us energy, giving us power to work through a workout, to get through a long day of work, whatever it is. And if you just eat that, you're going to feel good for a little while, but then you drop back down again and you're, you're saying to yourself, I need more. I need more. I need more. I need more. Instead of making it a snobby snack where you're pairing the carbohydrate with some sort of a protein or fat. So goldfish and a cheese stick, um, something along the lines of like an apple and peanut butter, I feel like is the most basic snobby snack that people think of half of a sandwich. So you have the bread and you have some cheese and you know, some meat on there, or even just peanut butter, um, all different kinds of ideas. And once people start to really get that in their head, things like, uh, a lot of things I deal with like the nighttime snacking, I don't want to say binging. That's a really negative word, but like the overeating at night where people are like, I'm just hungry. And I'm like, well, you're hungry because you didn't eat enough all day. Mm -hmm. And if you have well-planned out, well-thought-out snacks throughout the day, blood sugars are having these gentle rises and gentle falls instead of spikes up and down, up and down, up and down. And my parents especially notice this 100% with their kids because it's, I want goldfish. I want an apple. I want a glass of milk. I want cookies. I want the next thing, next thing, next thing. And I'm like, they need protein. Give them a hard boiled egg, give them cheese, give them beef jerky, give them something that's going to give them tuna fish salad, give them a zap of protein. And then that evens out because the kids are, they're hungry. You know, they're physically hungry.
0: It's amazing too. Once you can understand what the fuel is actually doing for your body versus, you know, the quick satisfaction of like, Oh, I'm hungry. I need to satisfy this right now. We don't think beyond that snacking moment. So to understand the influence of the different types of um, new nutrients and yep. the effect that that has on our body past our snacking period is, is really, it, it changes the way you eat entirely, which I think once people are, are able to understand that it's.
2: Yes. Everything. And the other thing too, is with snobby snacking, people can go through their own cabinets. And I'm like, it's a very, it's one of the first goals I usually give my clients, like look in your house, see what you have. That's a carb see what you have. That's a protein. And, and I always give them, you know, five of each in my house. Like there's always fruit. There's always some sort of kid cracker, like, you know, goldfish or cheddar bunnies or something like dry cereal. There's always these kinds of things. And how can you pair them? And as soon as people have that ability, they feel very empowered, which is a big thing I do in my, in my practice is I want people to feel empowered and, and feel feel relaxed around food because food in the United States of America, especially we live in food oceans. I mean, within a mile of my home, there are probably in any given direction, there's probably 10 pizza shops, Mexican shops, Chinese food, Wawa it's, we are surrounded by food and people are constantly just pelted with food. And I'm like, but you can still go to these places and make a decent choice. You know, you can go and, Tawawa and, and you can have a bag of pretzels and find a cheese stick. You can go in there and have a small sandwich. Like there are things you can do that don't have to be the next level, you know? And then once people think about that, they're like, Oh, I forgot. I I like cottage cheese or I forgot, you know, I could make tuna salad on Monday and have it for a couple of days. Like I can do these things or I can make tofu or whatever edamame, like all these different ideas. So it really empowers my clients to be able to make good, good decisions.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think it's important to recognize that we are surrounded by all these quick, convenient, fast food options. Mm-hmm. But we're within those are the little gems of, you know, in Wawa, there's still healthy choices that yes. are around us. But like you said, as soon as you're able to recognize them, that that will really empower you to to make healthier choices.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: And I think I think you also kind of touched on something too, that that whole uh divide between like good and bad food versus like really kind of looking into the details. And so I think especially in uh well one thing that we were kind of curious to talk to you a little bit about too is is the the culture of diet within the US. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's you know, going back, I think it's always kind of been a thing where it's, you know, there are these trendy diets, there are, you know, common ways to like think about what we eat, what's healthy, what's not healthy, but a lot of them are very I guess, uh, um, exclusion based, you know, and, and saying like, you know, this is good, yeah. this is bad, stick to it. But, but I know right. that re- realistically, well, you know better than anybody, it, there's probably some, some, you know, balance. Well, and they, the and,
2: and they look not to cut you off, but you know, cue cue the eye roll, the, the, <laughs> that you can't hear, um, they make things look really sparkly and really exciting. And that's great. And I mean, <laughs> There are apps out there, there are programs out there. We're going to guarantee you lose weight. And guess what? You are going to guarantee that I lose weight, and that's great. However, (laughs) in 60 days, when I'm done with you, then what? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, what's next? And that's what I'm like, it's fine to do Weight Watchers. It's fine to do Noom if those are the things you really want to do. But I'm just letting you know, you know, here's the cliff. They're just going to be like, see you later. You're off. Like, have a good life where I'm around, you know, I have a clients that I've had forever, seven years, six years. Like they've been my clients where we send each other Christmas cards. Like it's just the way it is. You know, we're, mm. we're very connected and I'm always here to support them through pregnancies and deaths and all different kinds of things that go on in their life, different job changes, um, different financial situations, all sorts of things. It's, it's, it's not a one size fits all approach, which I feel like is the problem with a lot of these diet programs, especially, you know, yeah. it's like, Oh, just drink all these shakes and life will be good.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. So I, I have, I have two questions. This is a two part question, but first just because you bring it up too, I, I think, um, I mean, we're, we're both chiropractors. Um, we recognize things within our own practice, people who have already come to see us where we feel like it would be best to refer to a dietician. Um, yep. but for people listening, whether they're, you know, in healthcare, in wellness, fitness, anything like that. Um, or if, if they're not, but they're just kind of interested in health and wellness for their own well being. Um, What are, what are some things that they should be able to notice? Like, like, when should someone seek out a dietitian to help them? Like, uh, what are they dealing with? Um, you know, what, what are common like symptoms or, or conditions or things like that, that dietitians might be able to help with. And then the the follow-up question, just so I can make sure that we can answer it too, is, is a little bit about your approach and how it's specific. So I'll, I'll ask that after, but, but first, you know, what, uh, why, why do people, or why should people seek out dietitians for help?
2: So I think that one stereotype that people have about dietitians, you know, it's like we went through those memes of like what people think I do, um, what, what, what the world thinks I do, what my colleagues do, what, like what we really do kind of thing. I think that people think about me as working with folks who have like major, major eating problems, like bulimia, anorexia, those types of things. The funny part is, is I don't. (laughs) <laughs> so they need more help than I can give. They need therapy. They need really extensive, um, help. Generally speaking, the general public, I feel like just needs dietitians. I mean, I have athletes that come to me super healthy. Don't feel like they're getting enough fuel. I have diagnosed diabetics. I have folks with cancer. I have people who just want to be vegan or vegetarian and they just have questions and they don't want to eat, you know, vegetarian. They don't want to eat pizza for the rest of their life because they think vegetarian and that's like their fun food, um, or just vegetables. I have picky eaters. So it's, the list is really, really, really extensive. And I hate to say like anybody needs a dietitian, but a lot of people need dietitians. And it's not just about weight loss, you know, everyone eats, (laughs) right. Everyone eats, everyone is aging. Everyone is, you know everyone has genetic code that they're built from. And if it has heart disease and cancer and diabetes, like those kinds of things are quasi preventable. So I can help them to prevent diabetes. You know, I can help them to prevent hypertension and things like that and get them to a better place.
1: Yeah. And and so just to kind of like follow up a little bit, the approach to, to helping somebody is always different. Right. And I know we yeah. talked about this before where you, you have kind of a, a set list of goals that you create for them. Yes. Um, and I know everybody thinks about like, you know, dietitians as uh, working with food, but another thing is also hydration, the things that we're drinking. Right. And so yes. um, I'm curious, like, I know it's, it's I'm sure the U.S. I mean, people in general are probably chronically de- dehydrated, but can you talk a little bit about, you know, the role of hydration and everything that yeah. you're doing?
2: So, so water, I joke and say, you know, if I had a tattoo, it would probably say real big on my neck. Like I love water, but <laughs> I don't, so I won't. Um, but, but eventually, you know, there might be like stickers with a cartoon face of me with that on my neck or something, but mm-hmm. somewhere down the pike, but water is, is vitally important. If your cells are not hydrated, if you are not hydrated, that is the base work of your body. You know, you, you are not going to feel your best. You are not going to achieve, achieve the goals you want. And A lot of my clients, our first visit, you know, a big part of what we talk about is water. So let me, let me just rewind for a second. When people come to me, we do an, an initial assessment. That is a lot of questions. I want to know everything from where you're eating, what, when you're eating, who's shopping, what are your favorite foods? Like I always say to people, what's something that you could never live without? For me, if somebody told me never eat pizza again, I would say, holy moly, like this is the worst day. I'm uh, forget it. Like I'm, I'm done. It's my favorite thing. So those types of things I need to know, you know, what you're passionate about. Do you like to cook? Do you hate cooking? Cause if you hate cooking, I'm not going to give you recipes. What's the point you hate to cook. So we have to brainstorm other ways, all different, how you sleep, what stresses you, all these things, physical activity. Um, so water is a big part of that. And, and I will tell you, I can tell when someone is dehydrated by probably one fourth into my assessment, because they're telling me things like I have reflux. I don't sleep well. I have this rash that I get, and I don't know why I get it. I get headaches every single day at this time. I don't know why am I getting headaches. Um, I have cravings for things that I can't stop. Like I can't give up the brownies. I can't stop with the Valentine's day candy. I can't stop. And I just keep my mouth shut until I get to the section that's about water. And (laughs) I will tell you, 9.999%. Like it's, it's wild. 9.9% of the time, 99% of the time, it's just like, okay, you're dehydrated. You are, you are dehydrated. And they're like, what? I'm like, listen, if your base work of your body is not well hydrated, you're not going to lose weight. You're not going to gain weight. Your blood pressure is going to be off. You are not going to be able to run as far as you want to run. All of these things are happening. Your cells need hydration. And no, coffee is not hydrating you. Yeah, sure. One cup, okay, fine. You need water. And I always tell people, I'm like, you know, the average adult, and I don't even know what the average adult size is anymore, but let's just say the average adult loses, I don't know, they're five, six and 160 pounds, just for a good number. They they lose 80 ounces of fluid a day eight zero. Most of that is from breathing and speaking. That's not from all my lovies that bought Pelotons and are sweating to death, you know, on their Peloton. That's not from going out walking. That's not from doing Pilates. That is just from living. And I was a teacher. So I've lived through dehydration. You were not allowed to go pee whenever you- Wanted to have 25 kindergartners. You you drank when you were told because you didn't have time. And I constantly craved bagels, waffles, sweets, candies, sandwiches. Like give me as much carbs as I possibly can. And then I was tired. And the whole thing was was A, I wasn't balancing out my food correctly, but B, I was chronically dehydrated. And it's no fault of education system, but it's hard for teachers to drink enough water. I'm married to a teacher. I know. So it's just the way it goes. But I'm like, you guys, you've got to, you've got to think about that before anything else, because people will come to me and they want a meal plan or they want a diet. And I'm like, it's just not that easy. It's really not. If it was, I would just give out meal plans all day long. Cause I can write, that's what I went to school for. I can write meal plans from now until forever. You know, it's not hard. But the problem is, is that if you're not hydrated and you're not groundwork up, you're like here trying to build down. Not a good scene, not a good scene. So once people hear that, they usually get thirsty and want to get a glass of water. And then, and then, um, yeah. Right. (laughs) And then, and then they're like, Oh, I didn't think about that. So what should I do first? And I'm like water first thing in the morning before your green smoothie, before your bacon, egg and cheese muffin, whatever it is you're eating, you've got to get the water in. And I will tell you because I've been doing this for so long, once they start hydrating, well, once they start doing that. They come back to me two weeks later, or three weeks later. And they're like, I didn't want to believe you. And I'm like, I know it's okay. It's you, you can say I'm crazy, but it works. It really does work. It's water and you need it. And they're like, I can tell their eyes look better. Their skin looks better. They they're, they're exercising more. They're not craving the Oreos that are in the cabinet. All these things are happening. Their migraines are down. They're sleeping better. One of the main things for me is sleep um, with water, because that feeling, my, my son, my four-year-old calls it squirrely. We're like, why, why are you squirrely? Like lay down get comfy in the bed. Like when you're like squirreling around, like in the sheets, that, that feeling that like nothing feels comfortable, that's a sign of dehydration mm. Interesting. where you just cannot get comfortable. You cannot relax your body. So think about it. If your cells are crying out for water, they're not getting what they need. They're not able to rest. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's tough.
1: So, so I have a question about that. If, uh. I mean, I, I, I mean, even me personally, I'll ask selfishly, like, where, where does somebody start? Like, what's a good way to kind of like start to plan to kind of become more hydrated? Like, so, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah.
2: So I always tell people before anything else, you've got to drink at least eight ounces of fluid. When you do that, you are giving your body the best thing that it can get first thing in the morning. Because think about it: whether you're sleeping four hours, six hours, twelve hours, whatever it is that you're sleeping, you're breathing when you're sleeping, you're dehydrating. So when you wake up first thing in the morning, even my most hydrated people, myself included, you are borderline already a little bit dehydrated because you just haven't drank all night. People that wake up like, ah, like that feeling in their throat where they're, I, I don't know if you guys ever watch SpongeBob, but it's like SpongeBob when he goes in sal- in uh, Sandy's bubble, the squirrel's bubble where he's like ah, dying. Like, you know, he's, he's dehydrating basically. So it's the same exact feeling when they have that feeling you are past dehydrated. Like you are well, well, well dehydrated. So I always tell people eight ounces first thing in the morning. I do not care if it's hot, cold. I don't care if it's in a glass next to your bed. If it's a water bottle, it really doesn't matter to me, but you've got to get that in and you are setting yourself up for success for the rest of the day. I never will ever, ever, ever tell my clients. If yesterday you drank one, one 16.9 water bottle, Tomorrow, I expect you to drink 80 ounces of fluid. That's how I will lose clients very fast. They will call me and be like, you're you're a lunatic. What are you trying to do to me? I'm sick. My stomach hurts. I always just tell people, listen, if yesterday you drank, I don't know, like that's what I just got up right now and got my hydro flask. If yesterday you drank 20 ounce hydro flask tomorrow, let's refill it and try for half of that again, then, then just see how that feels and keep going and going and going, and going eventually. Sure. Your body will tell you my body personally. I am larger than the average size person that I mentioned. So like I need over a hundred ounces of water a day. That's just what my body needs. I probably drink about a gallon a day and that's not because that's the right thing to do. That's just what my body cries out for. It needs that fluid. Um, things like the juices and things like that, you know, I do have people that they, they stab me in the heart and they say, I hate water and I just (laughs) take a deep breath and I control myself. And I'm like, okay, Let's, let's think about how we can get the water. What are other things that you like? Could you take, you know, a quarter, a quarter cup of orange juice and mix it with your water? Could you use one of those liquid IVs? Could you use true lemon is a great brand that sweetens with stevia and not any of those scary artificial sweeteners, which is another podcast. Um, the, um, we can absolutely talk about that for days. So, but I'm telling you like those things, if they're going to motivate you to drink more, I am fine with that. I'm completely fine with that. It's got to happen. It's got to happen.
0: And I think it's interesting that you're saying, um, kind of encouraging your clients to go more off of feel and kind of Mm -hmm. a a trial of slowly increasing the, your water intake, because I feel like so many people think that it's, it's a, um, a special formula that's going to tell them, you know, you hear that, like half your body weight in ounces or something is the magical equation. Um but I think it is it's kind of a an an experiment just slowly intake uh increasing your intake in water and just you
2: know realizing
0: all the benefits.
2: Right. And there are so many factors that go into what you have in your home. You know, it's finances, it's your likes. You know, I always tell they're like, oh my clients will say oh joy, I really, really hate yogurt. And I'm like, then why are you trying to force yourself to eat it? <laughs> why? Like, don't eat yogurt. Well, the world says it's good for you. Okay. But there are other fermented foods that have probiotics and there are other foods that have calcium that are just as portable and just as deli- like, that's fine. I, yogurt doesn't always live in my house. I don't think it's my favorite thing in the world. I understand it's pretty nutritious, but like you have to eat it just because the world says that it's, you know, it goes back to that one size fits all approach where that is. Impossible. It's impossible. Besides water, everyone does need water, but you know, that, that is one thing, but I will tell you all my clients with the feeling thing and what you're saying, I always tell them when they go to doctor's appointments, all these types of things, they'll, they'll ask me questions and advice for different parts of their bodies and different things. And I'm like, listen, no one else knows how you feel. Nobody else. And no one else ever will. They can say they think they know what that feels like and maybe to them they think they know, but nobody knows exactly how your body feels, only you. So if something's hurting you, the doctor isn't a mind reader. You know, if, if you feel well hydrated, that's great at 80 ounces or 95 ounces or 40 ounces, whatever it is, that's fine. But, you know, you might notice next week you don't feel so well hydrated at that point, And that's only what you know. No one else knows that when and I
1: actually find it interesting that you talk a little bit about like what people feel, because I think, I mean, in what we do, it's like musculoskeletal stuff. It's like, it's hurt. And then we have the big list of like dull, achy, throbbing, stinging, you know, but, but all those things are really easily discernible, you know, people can kind of like, like find something that, that, you know, a word that describes that type of like pain or discomfort or something like that. But when it comes to, you know, more internal things some of the symptoms are a lot more diffuse and they're a lot more subtle or, or they're, you know, things like fatigue and, and just overall kind of, you know, like senses of of feeling unwell, but not really being able to discern exactly how you feel. So can you talk a little bit about some of those signs and and symptoms that, that somebody might need to just come in to, to, you know, have a, like a consultation with you or a dietitian near them, just so that they have an idea.
2: I mean, the, the fatigue is definitely a big one. And I will tell you, and I know I talk a ton about water, but the water thing, most of my clients will come to me, like I said, a couple of weeks later, and they'll say, I didn't realize how bad I was actually feeling. And, and they realize that now they feel so much better. And, you know, I've had clients that have, you know, quote, graduated from me. And then they call me a a year later and they're like, I'm falling down again. Like I need help. Absolutely. Come back. You know, here we go. I'm always here for you. But, but I feel like it's, You have to really focus in on your body. And the world kind of wants us to mute our feelings, I feel like, about ourselves sometimes and just like keep going to work, keep taking care of your kids, go, 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 go. We're like, you need sometimes just to pull five minutes to yourself and be like, how do I feel today? You know, do I feel really tired? Do I just need a 10 minute power nap? Do I need to go out for a walk and breathe? Do I just need to take a break? You know, those types of things are major, especially nowadays. You know, the world is a very stressed out place. And I just, I feel like we really, really need to take a minute sometimes and just breathe and relax and just assess. And I tell my clients all the time, I'm like, just do like a five minute quick head to toe assessment. You know, do I have a headache? Do I look outside and see that it's low pressure? Am I going to get a migraine today? You know, all of these things are things that you can prepare for. And if you are hydrated, you will already have that prepared. So you won't have to worry about like, Oh, my joint hurts. Oh, I wonder why maybe it's dehydration. You know, every cell in your body needs fluid. So does that answer the question?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and so I'm also curious too because I think, uh, at least, well, I, personally, I, I feel like I feel like a lot of dietitian services are, are typically underutilized, and and mm-hmm. so I wanted to ask a little bit of a question of like, how does somebody go about? Uh, seeking, you know, care with a dietitian, um, are there certain things that they should be looking for? Are there certain things that they should be wary of? Um, Good you know, question. being able to, to find like somebody who not only is qualified, but somebody who also has their best interest in mind, if that makes sense.
2: 100%. So let's talk about the difference between a registered dietitian and a nutritionist, Cool. Yeah. and I feel like this is really going to help you. And then we'll talk about how to find a dietitian. So. Every this is like the square rectangle kind of thing. Every dietitian is a nutritionist. Not every nutrition nutritionist is a dietitian, Mm -hmm. and that is a major learning point right there. Because people can just be peddling shakes on the street and call themselves a nutritionist. They can take one nutrition class and call themselves a nutritionist. However, let's rewind my life over eight years in grad school. You know, I did it slowly, so it doesn't normally take that long. But you know, it's it's a graduate degree. It's getting a, um, internship that's between nine and 12 months unpaid. It's, you know, going and going into hospitals, seeing some really, really interesting things, some things that you never want to see again. You know, you're in an ICU, you're in cardiac floors, you're in, um, dialysis centers, you're in schools. I was everywhere. The giant, I was at, you know, teaching kids, doing all sorts of fun things. Um, that is a big, big thing right there. Yeah. And, and also we have to do continuing ed credits. We have to do things to keep our licensure. You know, we have those art that RD behind our name for a reason that RD holds a lot of weight. A nutritionist can just say, Oh yeah, I'm a nutritionist here, take these vitamins or here, um, drink this shake and life will be great. Sure. Fine. Maybe they've gone to a functional nutrition class and that's fine, but they're just a nutritionist. They're not a registered dietit- dietitian nutritionist. So that is, that's something that's, that holds a lot of weight. And I feel like people who are seeking out and I see, I see this a lot on Facebook on like the mom groups and different things like that, where you'll, you'll notice more and more people will chime in and say, um, I know you're looking for a nutritionist for your son or daughter okay, fine. You want a registered dietitian though. Like don't just get a nutritionist. And I'm always like, high five that person. Yeah. You know, way to go, way to go knowing the difference. And it's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Um, so yeah, that's a big difference. And, and finding a dietitian, which is the second part of my answer here, people that take health insurance. Like I, I accept most health insurances. So I will have clients come to me from Aetna or, um, personal choice. They called their insurance or they went on their website and they saw my name listed cause I'm in, in network with them. And that's a great way, you know, then, you know, that person is a registered dietitian because nutritionists don't take insurance. They're not, they're not, you know, they can't be credentialed with insurances as of now anyway. So, um, can, that's something uh, about. do they need
1: a prescription to be able to see you or can they reach no.
2: out? now my services are preventative um, so i bill preventatively keystone health plan east and i know i don't know who's listening all over you know the united states or the world or whatever mm-hmm. listening to this podcast but in pennsylvania keystone health plan east is the only one that does need a referral but i just call it in and leave a message it's not a big deal it's easy yeah. and most of the yeah. most of those clients see me um, at no out of pocket cost to them Cause it is billed preventatively. So nothing out of their pocket, no deductible, no copay. Um, they will, you know, some of them, like I said, Keystone health, when needs a referral and a lot of them will get, you know, 10, 6, 26 visits with me per benefit period, which is a lot. 26 is a whole lot. That's like every two weeks. So um mm-hmm. Most of my clients, I would say get six per year, which is still, you know, depending on when they start, if they come to me in June, that's a fantastic number. If they come to me in January, eh, we might need, you know, one out of pocket or two out of pocket kind of thing that they'll pay for for me if their insurance is done.
1: Yeah. When and I appreciate you kind of going into it too, because I mean, just in general, I mean, part of, uh, part of the reason that we even started the podcast in, in general was to uh, be able to kind of provide a little bit more information about the resources that are available to people. Because yeah. I think obviously like when people work as a team in, in healthcare, it, it always benefits the person. And so when people understand that they do have teams of healthcare providers that are yes. going to be able to help them, you know, to, to continue staying well, that's, I mean, in in everybody's best interest and to know that it's easy, like the barriers to entry to get help are are very few. It's just, it kind of takes enough knowledge to be able to recognize things within yourself to be able to go seek the help that you need. And and yeah, the results can be life-changing, you know?
2: And yeah, and there are dietitians that do different things too you know so there are like i was i used to work in a diabetes center i'm not a certified diabetes educator but i you know if i pushed and did did the testing and all that kind of stuff i could absolutely be more letters behind my name what in my free time haha <laughs> but anyway um <laughs> there are dietitians that work just with people with eating disorders there are renal dietitians that work with kidney issues you know i would consider myself like general wellness where I see all sorts of different clients, you know, and if, if I feel like somebody needs more help, I am always happy to refer them to somebody that's going to give them better help. Like I uh, eating disorders are number one in my mind, because I've had some clients who I know have eating disorders and I can talk to them all day and comfort them and try to walk them through things, but they need such intense help that I cannot provide, you know, it's, it's a different, it's a different way. It's just different. It's everything about it is different. Maybe they need inpatient, you know, or some sort of outpatient thing or whatever it is. Um, everybody's a little bit different. But yeah, there's there's dietitians all, you know, that do all sorts of different things. Outpatient, you know, private practice dietitians that do all sorts of things.
1: Yeah. When I I know there are a bunch of topics that uh I know we we if, if I could, if I had you for like hours, I'd just ask you about everything. <laughs> <but I>
2: know- <laughs> oh, yes,
0: there's so much more we need to cover. I,
2: oh, I please. We could talk one. all day. I know. I know. Okay. We could absolutely talk. We we definitely need to talk about artificial sweeteners too, because I feel yeah. not not today. Not today. Yeah, that, no, that's to that's today, its yeah. own podcast right there. Yeah. That, um, that
1: and GI dysfunctions and yes. sensitivities. And yeah. I They all tie in together. We're,
2: yeah. We're going to do another one. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. yeah we could we do, do like your funky gut podcast or something like that. And we can help people.
0: I think it'd be great to do one about like food labels as well. And all the the deceiving
2: (laughs) and there's Uh, a new food label. Mm -hmm. There's a new food label guys. It's well, new ish. It was actually supposed to be on all foods. And I remember this because it was the year my son was born by the end of 2017, Mm -hmm. but they added something to that new food label. It's added sugar. And guess what? Juice industry said, no, no, we don't want that. We're we're not putting this on our, on our stuff for good reason. Obviously juice, you know, should be fruit. And it's not, um, so, so yeah, they, they nix that real fast. And finally now it's on everything. So, so yeah, that's definitely something to talk about hundred oh, percent.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Stay tuned everyone. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Stay tuned, stay tuned for all these fun things. Yeah. And, you know, I'm happy to talk about supplements. I do yeah. recommend, you know, certain supplements to my clients. We could do something on that too. Um, yeah. I, I just, I always have to, you know, make sure that people know, check with your doctor first, that kind of thing. yeah, but yeah
1: and, and kind of that. going back to, to what you were saying about, uh, you know, dietitians versus nutritionists and, and having like access to a lot of, or experience in a lot of those settings, yes. um, sometimes like the recommendations might seem simple, but, but it also comes from combing through all of the finer details, looking at lab reports and understanding when something is yes. truly necessary. Um, yes. and, and it does take like an understanding of the complex to be able to make simple recommendations. Right. So, right. Yeah. I, right. I think, I think supplements kind of fall in that category as well. Well, they um, do. And,
2: you know, I, I will tell you, I have quite a few clients that come to me and they say you know, and, and no offense to chiropractors or physical therapists or anybody like that, but they'll say, Oh yeah, I went there and they, they told me to buy all these supplements. And I'm like, "Yeah, (laughs) what do you know why you're taking these things? Well, I don't know, but I stopped taking them because I take 10 of them and then my stomach hurts. Oh my God. (laughs) cue the eye roll again. I'm just like, come on. Like they didn't even explain this to you. And I'm like, No, we have to sit down and take, do this, do this, do this. And then we'll talk about the fifth thing and the sixth and the seventh and tenth. You know, for now, just start with these things. Like it's, it's tricky. And I know doctors oftentimes say, like, oh, it's just expensive pee, you know, if you're taking vitamins. And I always say the same thing. (laughs) I always tell people, I'm like, listen, I do not push any vitamins that I myself do not take, or I have clients that have taken them, or you have a set reason to be taking them. And I'm not telling you just run to the drugstore and buy whatever, you know, I'm telling you, this is the brand you want. This is the dosage you want. This is this, that's what you need. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're on the same page.
2: Because uh-huh. yeah, the yeah. vitamin industry is incredible. It's a multi-billion dollar industry yeah. for good reason. I mean, it takes up like a third of CVS. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You can, you can get the mega pack of the Flintstones gummies and
2: <laughs> yes, yes,
0: you can. All right.
1: Well, I, so I, I know we, we talked about a lot of fun stuff. We're definitely going to have you on again to talk about more cool. things because, uh, I, I think just in general, um, I always feel for, for professionals in, you know, the, the nutrition and dietetic sector, because it is probably, uh, one of the least understood healthcare industries just because of how complex it can be yeah. and, you know, just how, how, yeah, diverse. I think everything is, but anyway, we'll, we'll definitely do another one. Um, before we yeah, wrap this was up, fun. we have, we have a, a couple yeah, fun, like lightning round questions that we like to ask everybody. Sure. Um, yeah. Ready for it.
2: I'll try to keep them fast. Cause I know I can talk a lot. That's Go okay. ahead.
1: I think the last time, uh, uh, shout out to Jerry Washington. I think it ended up being like a 10 or 15 minute segment, but it was, <laughs> it was wonderful. You know, a lot nice. of good answers. Um, cool. All right. These are just random questions. So yeah. question number one, uh, what is the most influential book you've read?
2: Oh, good one. Um, I love the book, body kindness by Rebecca Schirchfield. She's also a dietitian and it's actually, I just sent it to a client. I took a picture and sent it to a client yesterday. Um, It's fantastic. Talks about loving your body, talks about different diet cycles and diet culture. She talks about something in there called spiraling up and spiraling down, which I use in my daily life. And I work with my clients. Um, A little tidbit on that would be, you know, spiraling up. Like I always think about the holidays or we can even use Valentine's day since that was just this week, you know, um, husband or wife has chocolates on the table, you know, Oh, I can't have those things. I can't have those things. Spiraling down would be, Oh, I already had one chocolate. I'm just going to eat them all. Floodgates are open. Forget it. Bring on all the food. I'm eating all of it. Spiral up would be it's Valentine's Day. I'm going to have a chocolate on a napkin. Enjoy every bite of it. Taste every bite of it. Really be in the moment. Celebrate the Valentine's Day. Move on. That would be. It's it's a fantastic book. Highly recommend. Oh, that's so interesting. And it's pretty. It's pretty too. So it looks nice on a coffee table. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Okay. What is a book that you're reading right now?
2: Oh goodness, I'm reading this book. <laughs> I'm I'm reading this book for continuing Ed credits, and it's really kind of a goofy book. It's it's Tiny Habits. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. The guy the guy really really likes himself. I think his name is like BJ Fog or BJ Jog. I forget his name. Anyway, it's interesting. But but one part of the book, and I'm I'm happy to get through this book fast. If you can get my my drift, it's yeah, for continuing yeah. Ed credits. It's a great book. It's very deep into creating habits, but there are some things in there that I work on my clients with. Like one thing. He talks about is, okay, I'm gonna do this thing in the morning, and and I'm gonna take my vitamins in the morning. Okay, it's a perfect example. And he goes, okay, are you gonna take your vitamins at like when the coffee's brewing? Are you gonna take your vitamins right when you wake up? Are you gonna take it? Like he wants to pinpoint an exact time when you're going to start creating that habit, which I think is amazing because it's it's a good thing. Like as soon as I turn on the Keurig, I am taking my vitamins. Like at that moment, yeah. it's almost like a Pavlov's dog thing. Like. You know, ring the bell yeah, rule. Yeah. It's the same thing, like just getting into that habit. And he also talks about which I have a four year old, and I love this. He also talks about like celebrating when you do something. And I feel like as adults, you know, like, and this is a big part of why my clients, I think, appreciate me is because I am like, you are killing it. like way to go. Why? like you woke up today, you're breathing, like you won the lottery of life. you know, you're living. like mm-hmm. let's go, let's seize the day. And they're and they're like, but I only lost a half a pound. and I'm like, that's a half pound like, that's awesome. Like celebrate, you know, and my, my, my son will celebrate the tiniest things, you know, that he can do. And we forget to do that. And that's what this guy talks about in this tiny habits book. And he's like, that might just be like, yeah, way to go self pat yourself on the back. Or that might be like, yeah, you know, I did something nice for myself. I did a yoga classes, whatever it is, you know, it could just be like pushing your fists in there. Like, yeah, I won, you know, whatever, but it's, it's an interesting book.
1: Yeah. I think it's funny you kind of mention because it's like, they can have such fantastic points that are so worth reading the whole book and no offense to the author. Like I've never written a book. I don't know how challenging that is, but sometimes you kind of finish yeah. a book like that where you're like, I took these three things away from it, but yeah. it probably could have just been like a series of really good blogs, you know, Correct. <laughs> like rather than yeah, full of everything Correct.
2: else. And I am um, trying to take away more from it. So, and it is a continuing <laughs> ed credit thing that I have to read for continuing ed that I chose myself. So I'm just, you know, finishing through with what I committed to.
1: Um, okay. So so next question, which I'm actually really curious for you too. Um, yeah, this is a good one for you. Yeah. Uh if you could have any meal delivered to your door tonight from anywhere in the world, what would it be?
2: Mm. Probably sushi. A like really, really good sushi roll. Like those big rolls that you yeah. just show the whole thing in your mouth and it's like this giant bite of love. That <laughs> that would be that would be what I would want delivered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could really I good could sushi, go sushi with some miso soup and seaweed salad too. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: Great mm-hmm. choice. Yeah. Okay, last question. If you could go back in time and give your younger self a piece of advice, what would that advice be?
2: Hmm. Don't doubt yourself. Mm-hmm. And don't don't listen to what others say around doubting yourself. That makes sense. Um, you know, you and another thing too. If you are trying to learn a foreign language solidly, you need to go abroad for a whole entire semester. And it's okay to be an undergrad for more than four years. All of those things combined.
0: Yeah. Yes, that is, I think, very valuable Ma- to understand.
2: Yeah, mainly because um, because I was an education major at Villanova and uh, they told us that we couldn't go abroad. And if I really would have thought about it, I would have just said, I can go abroad. I'm just going to be in school for four and a half years instead of four, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and then my Spanish would be better than it is. So there's that. (laughs) So, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that's, that's good advice. I I feel like, uh, especially in that time, it's like, now's the time to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh So yeah.
2: All of my college kids that I counsel, I tell them that I'm like, listen, if there's something you really want now is the time you're not married. You don't have any kids fire away. Who cares? You know? Who cares if you're in school for seven years who cares yeah because then yeah. you really know what you want to do and i know that sounds so goofy but it's true no no it is it's I mean, true you know it... it
0: truly is we're so young when we're in college and for us to think you have, we have no clue what you're doing exactly. with your life yeah we have no know. clue <laughs> or, yeah, take the time absolutely none
2: yeah. you've and and i say to people all the time i'm like so what do you want to be when you grow up they're like i don't know i'm like good for you you'll figure it out yeah. <laughs> well cool it's um, true I- yeah, yes,
1: it is. It is. It is. I, I think, uh, yeah, I think especially going through school, there's always this mindset of just like, like, you know, you're, you're always looking forward to like the final exams and then graduation and then what's the next step
2: and, and just get kinda, through like, it. Constantly. That's right. Yeah, like, yeah. I just need to get through this and I'm like, no, you should be enjoying it and really like learning something and being like, Oh, this is for me or this isn't for me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So yeah, That's true.
0: Okay, well, Joy, tell us where people can find you. Your, you know, Instagram or your yeah. Um, website. So I am. I,
2: I do have TikTok too. That's oh, a new right. <laughs> at forty three years old. I do have a TikTok, um, <laughs> and it's actually kind of fun. So, so they can find me on Instagram. Um, and you could either search my name, Joy Sidargus, or I think my Instagram is the underscore Joy underscore of underscore Nutrition. That's on Instagram. That's where most of my like posts are. Um, I'm also on Facebook, The Joy of Nutrition LLC. And TikTok, I think, is the joy of nutrition. Um, But yeah, I I do post pretty regularly on there. Uh, Sometimes I have, like, things that I do with other folks, like you guys, that I post on there and different stuff like that. Um, I am all virtual, so that which I think is something different, too. For clients, it makes scheduling really easy, like, this Mm -hmm. weekend to not have any. You guys are my only appointment this weekend, which is kind of unheard of. But I was like, I'm really taking a vacation this weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do have weekend appointments. (laughs) (laughs) But I, but I needed the extra credit, right? This is extra credit. Um, so the, uh, I, I, uh, I normally do have weekend appointments. I do have evening appointments. Um, I don't usually start before nine thirty, just cause I'm taking my son to preschool in the morning. Um, and I don't want to give that up because I love that. So the, uh, the best way to get me is email joy at the joy of joy at the joy of nutrition.net um, or you can go on my website, and there's a Google form, thejoynutrition.net. You can go in there and fill out the Google form. I'm very, very good at responding back to people with less than 24 hours, just because I want to make sure they they know a real person is on the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they can call me. You know, you can always call my my business. So that's fine.
1: Yeah, cool. And then, do you have anything that you're working on? Any projects? Any resources or anything like that that you want people to know about or keep an eye out for? Um.
2: Not necessarily. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm always loosely compiling a cookbook Nice. I'm going to be called na- naked batch cooking. Um, you're fully dressed, but your, clo- your, your food is naked. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the whole thing of it. Uh, but I am working on that. So I'm always looking for cool new recipes, you know, just different things. I, I follow a woman on Instagram that I absolutely adore hip foodie mom. And I think she's actually on the main line. I think she lives in cool, Malvern yeah. and she's does the most amazing cooking. And she just like all this Korean cooking, beautiful, beautiful food. So I really want to get into more of that type of cooking. That is something I'm working on Um, just because it's, it's anybody can put soy sauce on food, but to really get like the kimchi and all the things together and all these different ideas is just so neat to watch. So that's some things I'm working on. Cool. Yeah.
1: We'll, we'll, we'll link uh, all the contacts so people can find you and everything. Sure. And thank you so much for taking the time, especially on yeah. vacation weekend. Uh, we really yeah, appreciate it. I know it's extra, uh, extra credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you, I mean, you gave a lot of really, really helpful information. Um, I have a glass of water sitting right in front of me that I can't wait to drink.
2: <laughs> Yay. You guys um, will be chugging away. Good. Yeah. Stay hydrated. Thanks yeah. for having me on so much. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it.
0: We will definitely have you back. We've like an endless list of topics I want to discuss. So
2: yeah, I already, I'm already like jotting them down in a little mental note.
0: Perfect, love yeah.
2: it. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys, Thank we'll so have much, a good Joey. weekend. Yep. Thank yeah. you.
0: Thank you so much. Bye. Right.
2: Bye.